Listening to Livin' La Viva Voce. My name is Meg. My name is Adam. And my name is Becca. So, as you may tell listeners, our time with V has come to an end. We had to get rid of her. We she, had to get. She, she had to go to space. I know it was horrible. <laughs> Just kidding. We love you, V. Um, but we have decided to bring a another lovely guest to our studio um, this week. And is that what we're calling it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our bedroom in the Bronx. I suppose it is a studio, in fairness. Just not the kind of studio you're talking about. If anything, it's not a studio. I I would like to think that I I pay actually decent money for a pretty good place. Um, That is not just one one room. Too defensive. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Uh, But we have uh, brought a wonderful friend of mine. Um, She is very, very smart and interested in things um, that Adam and I are not experts in. And so I think... You know, similar to B, it, I'm excited to see what her perspective can bring to the table. Are we experts in anything? No, I don't think so. Question. But we're trying to be experts in things, ultimately. Uh, so, Rebecca, uh, I mean, Becca, do you want to like introduce yourself? Do you want to tell us a little bit about your own academic interests and non-academic interests? Who do you work for? All that <laughs> yeah, what's your social? You what's your social security <laughs> number? Oh wow, totally put on the spot here. Um, yeah, no, I go by Becca and Rebecca, so whatever. Yeah, Meg calls me. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) everyone calls me something different. So um, we'll just call you Beef. I know. (laughs) I'll call you Beef for continuity. Exactly. Although you won't be able to tell the difference between B and B. It sounds so similar. Exactly. It'll be like I'm the same exact person. That'll be the theme. We'll just have people (laughs) with names that begin with B. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) That's the plan. Anyways. Yeah. So um, most recently, I've been working on disability studies and 19th and 20th century history, specifically cultural and social in the U.S. Yeah. Um, but I've also studied a bunch of other things, and um, yeah, those are... And, I mean, you do a lot of really cool things outside of, um, you know, academia with a capital A. Yeah, yeah. Um, I... <laughs> yeah, academia with lower A. <laughs> yeah, academia with a lowercase <laughs> lower A. Um, yeah, yeah. No, um, I dance, I do martial arts, and I play a few instruments, too. Yeah, no, it's super cool. And and I, I think Rebecca is probably the um, niftiest in terms of social media of, of the three of us. Yeah. Me by a long shot. Why don't you come and be our brand I know, manager? exactly. Yeah, honestly, sure. yeah, honestly. Get, get some deals, get some okay. deals. So, uh, listeners, um, you know, if you know the premise, uh, if you don't, well, let me let me give you a quick rundown, um, as I should probably every episode. So, basically, we will have 20 minutes of real time to do our research in person um, after being given the prompt, and then we will have 7.5 minutes each to present some kind of coherent presentation founded upon uh, the greatest of research. The beauty is we get drunker and drunker as we do. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Episode four might not be so funny. Uh, Tune in for episode six. (laughs) That will be the gold mine. Wait until we're plastered. Exactly, exactly. Uh, And so without any further ado, uh, over to Katie. Hello, I'm your supervisor, Kate Green, head of the Department of Child Welfare. Joining our course this week, serial academics Meg Zhang and Adam Green, and a newcomer to the Live and Levy Vivoce PhD circuit. Unfortunately, due to the Dean needing a new Volvo, we have had to shorten the length of our academic programme. 
our candidates will have to complete their research on how technology affects children growing up in just one hour. To help structure their work, we have given them 20 minutes to do their research and 7.5 minutes to present. So without further ado, your funding starts now. It's got such a ring to it. I know. Well, <laughs> listeners, every time we record, basically, Adam or myself, you know, we do a collab uh, either to sync our recordings if we're recording remotely or just to give Adam like an easy uh, space in order to in order to begin the editing. So it's always very loud. Um, but kids in tech, I mean, you know, Rebecca, what do you think about children in tech? It's a, it's a very contentious uh, issue. Yeah, no. Um, I mean, as far as social media, I think that it definitely goes multiple ways, and I have some very strong opinions about it, which you will find out later. This is true. She's ardently pro Zuckerberg. <laughs> pro, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I'm excited to hear your very strong opinions, although, of course, they will have to be grounded in the greatest of research that can be found in 20 minutes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, you know, I've actually, personally, with this whole, like, metaverse stuff coming along, I've started referring to companies now just by their owner's name. So, like, for example, I call Facebook Zuckerverse. I call Amazon Bezoverse, you know. And I've just taken to, like, referring to them as all verses now because that's sort of where it's going, isn't it? What? I don't know. <laughs> if the hype is to be believed. This is the thing, is I feel like for this um, episode, you know, I mean... Becca, you will bring in basically social media. Adam, I can only assume you will bring in some kind of. Uh, oh, it's gonna, this is going to be strong. Tech. Yeah, very, very <laughs> strong. Like academic, technological. I don't know. I will be a luddite. I will be. I will be arguing for the wooden horse and carriage. <laughs> two, two cans on a piece of string. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, oh boy. Okay. This is the thing. If I put in children in tech, I get a lot of uh, a lot of very, I think, well written articles. How about, oh, how wait, about you? Are we supposed to start already? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. The time. The time. The time has gone. I mean, oh man. Okay. You only have eighteen minutes now. You spent two minutes um, with banter. With banter, we've left you in the dust. Um, Oh, I, I think for my research, I'm going to go to the most reliable source you pretty much can go to. We're going to ask Facebook what it thinks about <laughs> kids using Facebook. Let's see. Um, oh my gosh. Okay, well, I'm on the Lego website right now. This is the thing is I feel like in the age of computers, in the age of machines, uh, you know, you just got to be pro-tech or you got to get off the wagon, right? Okay. Like. Speaking of Lego, this is really funny because, you know, the reason I got into computers was predominantly to do with Lego. Hmm. Like, back in the early 2000s, we had this dial-up internet connection. Do you just dial-up? Dial-up might be too young for both of you. Okay, well, first I... first of all, you're only a year older than us, yeah, okay? Well, I so come from the backwaters. It's <laughs> yeah. like being five years older. Oh, my God. <laughs> Did you have dial-up growing up? I don't know. I think so. I mean, I've definitely heard. Yeah. I've definitely heard it lots. So yeah. Sure. Um, yeah. No. And and so like, and obviously because you paid per minute on dial up, um, it was like five p per minute, right? It's like a like a like a like a set hotline or something. <laughs> but but for the internet. Okay. Do you know what? Instead of. I'm going to take the anti-tech route. I'm going to go on exclusive. I'm going to put in um, children and tech bad. 
And I'm going to see what kind of stuff is out there. Isn't that kind of skewing your research? You know, it is, but I think I think that Adam will be so pro-tech that I want something to, like, temper it a little bit. Oh, see it? And the thing is, all of the anti-tech websites are always, like, the same as the raw milk websites, you know? Like, I feel like the two, they, they really go hand in hand. So, do I have to plan this presentation during the 20 minutes Yes, also? exactly. Oh. Yeah, don't, like, don't, but don't stress too much. You can just sort of, like, spew stuff out. I'm actually on a homeschooling website right now. Oh, but those are the best. I think those are the best ones. Homeschool, typing and writing. We have our kids use a typewriter. Why? Typewriters force thinking. Okay. Two, no distractions. Three, fosters and foster imagination. What does that mean? Have you heard of National University? What is National University? Which nation is it? Yeah. Oh, no. yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, uh, presumably the U.S. I mean, it's... In... Only the U.S. would have the yeah, university right. to be national The university. national university. Without saying what country The national is university of the United States. Um, yeah. It's in San Diego, so presumably. <laughs> presumably uh, American. Okay, can I just say, one of the ironies of this typewriter post is that it's been done in Sharpie, which means that the typewriting clearly hasn't worked, has it? <laughs> yeah. There you go. Oh, boy. Ooh, I've got another podcast, License to Parent. License to Parent. <laughs> uh, with Trace Embry, founder and CEO. Ah. Should children, should your child be allowed to have unsupervised access to digital technology? And one of the most interesting things I had sort of with this, and this was, so I just started university, I was in my sort of like the second half of my first year and I was sat on the train home and I was sat next to this little girl working on my laptop. I think I was drawing something on it, um, but sketching, right? Um, and she was obviously there with her like family and stuff. And, like she was watching me like, and like, and this was because like, this was an alien concept to me, which was really strange because obviously I knew it was a thing. But she, like, she'd never used, like, a phone or anything before. Because apparently her parents were, like, strictly yeah. no technology before, like, she was, like, 15. The girl's, like, nine or something. Like, That's hard. You know? and, and she was sat there, like, watching, like, this was, like, like magic, you know. It was, oh, my gosh, no, yeah. Was and to this day, you know, I, I let her play on it for, like, half an hour, but for 20 minutes, you know, because I was... And she drew this thing, and I've still got that thing saved. I've still got that. What did she draw? It was like just like a little like stick, like like okay, you know when you see the fridges in American movies, and they've got like the little stick figure family on them in Taiwan. (laughs) You mean like in a horror movie where it's the family (laughs) and then the black figure and this like foreboding (laughs) shadow? That's me (laughs) in the background. No, but yeah, and and she drew something not unlike that, and that was yeah, and I've still got that recording. It's uh, uh, all that um that like. Picture etching, yeah, on, on my on that laptop, not on this laptop. Oh, um, there you go. Actually, it might be on my Facebook, which is fortunate I'm on Facebook. Yeah. What age did you get a phone? What age did you start really getting into technology? Do you remember when you started? Like, what age YouTube, for instance, or Facebook, or having a cell phone? Oh man, okay. Uh, I think I got my first cell phone when I was in middle school, but I didn't get an iPhone until I was junior in high school. Yeah. So, what, like, what age is uh, that's like, what is that? That's like 16, 17. Okay. Yeah. So like I was, I was definitely one of the later ones with that. Um, Facebook, I only got in freshman year. So like 
14-ish. Yeah. And it was only because I had to for a sports team that I was on. Um, and Instagram, I think I, I didn't get that until junior year. Either. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I was very late. Although I never had a MySpace. I never yeah. had... Um, Did you have MSN, though? Did you ever talk to, like, friends on MSN and have, like, the stupidest emails and, like, you know, profile pictures and signatures and everything like that? No, but I did have a Yahoo. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think everyone had a Yahoo. I think everyone had a Yahoo. Yeah. Or a Hotmail. Oh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, that too. Yeah, that was the way. That was the way. And I have all of these, like, old emails of just, like, hi, smiley face. Yes, I do too. Oh, my God, my old, like, it's my spam email now basically and um i have all of these exchanges with you know uh, like elementary school friends basically where it's like how's it going smiley face and then the signature is like aquamarine with like you know very very embellished yeah and as much as we've talked about me liking social media and like having like working doing social media yes I actually, like, barely ever use social media until COVID, so... Yes, that's fair. That's that's fair. But then but then your kind of use of it, I would say, it has skyrocketed. skyrocketed. Yes, yes, definitely. Um, this is interesting. I'm on... Uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to share this, actually. No, it's going yeah. to be my secret. <laughs> I want... Oh. I'm making sure that I get a lot of me typing in there because I know the ASMR was like really good on the last three. Well, we have nine minutes and 20 seconds left, um, which is not good. Oh, okay. I found it. I found the gold kernel of the website. Yep. <laughs> what, what website is this again? It's called um, playgroundequipment.com. No, because like, <laughs> when how is that related to technology? No. Are you? Why wouldn't a playground website be anti-tech? Of course, a playground equipment website would be anti-tech if you think about it. Okay, yeah. Yeah, sure, if you sure, think sure, about sure. it, okay. if you think about it, yo, oh, this is good. Oh, this is good. Hell yeah. Did you um? Did you see that Germany started to introduce playgrounds now that are designed to hurt kids? Hurt children? <laughs> no, no, no I'm Of course the Germans would do it. <laughs> no, I'm serious. No, I'm serious. Okay, so there was this Guardian article I read a couple of weeks ago, and they were basically like, um, <coughs> German playground designers are now designing like playgrounds that are tall enough that if kids fall, they can't injure themselves. Because, no, because the logic is right, is that where kids don't, where playgrounds have been made super safe, kids haven't been trained in risk assessment, right? Like, not not risk assessment in, like, the, like, oh, I'm going to do a risk assessment for the school field trip. Um, but, like, risk assessment in terms of, like, you know, if I climb that height, am I going to be able to get back down, you know? Am I going to be able to, you know? So they've designed these playgrounds where, like, they know they're not going to die if they fall from, like, 10 foot or whatever, right? But they know that there's a chance they're going to injure themselves is going to make them think again when they actually do something so that they're, like, risk-aware. Hmm. See, I can actually bring knowledge to the show. Yeah, too like. bad it's not during your presentation. And that's going to get cut. And that's going to get cut. Um, oh, okay, I think my presentation will be on this website because it is very, very powerful. Okay, question. So who here, like, have, like, family or friends with young children? Like, what's, 
like what, what like like young children that you sort of yeah. know of, right? Well, my sister's ten years younger than me, so, oh, so, so yeah, for so instance, she... she played on playgrounds. By the time she started playing on playgrounds and playing on technology, you were out of them. Uh, no, yeah, and I but I was also like old and old enough to kind of cogently remember mm-hmm. and process it, right? All right, so like, what? So where my question was going to go, like, what's the youngest kid you know with a cell phone? Mm. Yeah, do you have any cousins that are like? Because I know who young. I'm thinking of. Oh yeah. And they're five. Woo! Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's and fair. Own their own cell phones. Well, they wow. own is a strong word, right, for yeah. a child, right? But, but like, they, it's not like they, they take their parents. No, they don't take like their parents. They have it's, a separate... it's, it's their separate iPhone. Interesting. Yeah. See, I've heard of kids having like iPads. Yeah, like that to me is is a little different. But like yeah. to have like an iPhone. Yeah. That is separate from your parents. That's interesting. Okay, bear in mind. I don't think this one has a SIM card in it, right? So I don't think it's like active. If that makes okay. sense. So I don't like. I mean, it might do, and if it does, I think it's not like it's. I don't think it's got, like, unlimited minutes, unlimited text, right? So then what would be the purpose of having, like, a phone versus, like... I think, so, I think it's because, A, it's smaller, so easier for them to carry. And I think it's, B, to do with, like, data connectivity as well. So, like, you know, like, they want to play, like, games that are, like, that need to download stuff from the internet or whatever. They can, like, do that, right? Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Not that I'm defending it, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm probably explaining what I think the logic was in the purchase. Yeah, I have seen a lot of, like, especially on public transit and stuff like that, like, I'll just see, like, a parent give, like, an iPad or a phone to their kid, um, even if it's, like, the kid is yeah. three or four. 100%, 100%. Because it's such a good way to shut them up, right? Like, I mean, like, it really is just um, yeah. a soother, isn't it, right? And it's well, so distracting. It's so too. distracting. Well, yeah. obviously, like, with my, with my, like, well, I won't say who, but... Yeah. Um, obviously, with, with, the, with the child you know. Oh, yeah, well, with my, with my family, yeah. obviously, the, the, the young child that we've, that is now in my extended family, I should say, um, like... They only like know the, like the pinching and the grabbing and all like that kind of tactile reasoning. Yes. With like a phone, right? I think that's really interesting. You know, like because we didn't grow up with that at all, right? Like three minutes. Uh, but they, this kid, like, like, like they know how to handle a phone if that makes sense. At like eighteen months, which is crazy. I'm starting to try to come up with a um, with a title now. Mm. Oh, I forgot about title. I know. Mm, it's got to be catchy. <laughs> time's up. Time's up. Time's oh, no. up. All right. So, who wants to go first? Oh, okay. Um, rock, paper, scissors. Rock, paper, scissors. And now this time we can do it in person proper. No, it doesn't, doesn't change the fact that the arithmetic <laughs> didn't change. All right. Okay. Oh, God. Wait, how does, how does it work with three people? I guess... Uh, do you two want to play off and then I'll play the, the winner? No, how about the person who plays who plays the different one, if that makes sense? Um, we'll go we'll go first and then the and then the other two will will uh okay, face well, off. Just... Ready? Rock, paper, scissors. What? Wait, are we going on strike? Wait, are we going on the offbeat? 
What? Meg, you go first. That's okay. your penance for organizing such a bad Wait, when you guys play scissors. rock, paper, scissors, do you guys go rock, paper, scissors, shoot? Yes. That's how you're supposed to. That's why no, it's, it's not. Well, no. First of all, the game is rock, paper, scissors. It's not rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Okay. So that's you why you want... add the extra. I mean, in fairness, she's American. Yeah, this is true. Although, actually, our whole recording session is actually uh, quite. Quite diverse. Okay, I will go first. I will I was go first. About the shooting part. <laughs> oh my god! Actually, I'm talking about children's playgrounds. This is such a like. <laughs> this is such a wonderful, wonderful segue. All right. Okay. Um. Mm. Was a timer for me. Oh. Um. Yeah. Go on, um, I'm timing now. Okay, cool. Now? Did it start? Well, I can count me Okay, yeah, count me in, count me in. Uh, three, two, one, go. Hi, my name is Meg. <laughs> no, I love starting my presentations like I might, and today I'd like to introduce, okay. So my, uh, talk this week for you guys will be, um, titled, Not as Playful as It Seems, The Anti-Tech rhetoric of playground companies okay so this is a thing that honestly before doing this research i didn't think too much about right because i think for the most part uh once you hit about i think middle school age you you're kind of exiled from like true playground um territory i think if you're a teenager and hanging out on playgrounds um it's probably uh, doing some nefarious stuff. Adam, are you doing research as I'm talking? I'm, 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 I'm betting down on one note. No, no, not fair, not okay, fair. Okay, okay. okay, anyways. See, that's the bonus of recording in person. Anyways, um, there's actually a number of huge playground companies that design the materials, that hire people to do research coming up with like innovative cool. toys, that um, recruit like people, like contractors to construct said playgrounds and jungle gyms and, yep. you know, different play sets and stuff like that for schools, for public spaces, condominiums, um, and even for like personal, you know, like homeowners and stuff like that, right? As you can imagine, with the rise of technology, and I'm, I'm sure Adam will keep this in um, into the recording, with a lot of kids playing on like iPads and playing on like computers, playing on video games and stuff like that, a lot of like play has been reduced to kind of inside spaces, a lot of like sedentary kind of um, activities and stuff like that. Even like even hanging out with friends and stuff like that, right? Yeah. A lot of it is now um, cyber rather than like in person, right? Yeah. Um, wasn't there a TikTok you showed me with that like weird like dad that was like, when my kid plays on like COD or whatever, like I don't disrupt them because that's just like them playing with their friends in like real life and whatnot. I sh you showed me something Hold like on, that. The parents disrupt kids whilst they're playing in real life too. Yeah, yeah, but it was this kind of like notion that was like, oh, like play online, like, you know, play in video games, play virtual, everything like that, like. That should be taken as seriously as, sure. like, play in person, yeah, yeah. right? Um, well, obviously, you know, that that has caused playground companies and, and kind of um, physical toy companies, right, to uh, lose quite a bit of uh, revenue. Cool. As a result, these uh, companies have posted some pretty... 
well-worded articles and well-researched articles on their website. So, there's so many expletives in it. We've just got to beep the next section. It's not even that. I want to share this one with you, written by um, written by Jennifer Holmes uh, on PlaygroundEquipment.com, and it is called Nine Effects of Modern Gadgets on Children Development." Wow. On children development, not really, children's development. Really yeah. towards the Luddite community. I don't know what it's targeted towards, but anyways. Okay, let me read the opening and then I'll kind of like share like the funny bits of this, okay? Technology in kids today is a sight you often see. A toddler holding a tablet. An infant with an iPhone in her mouth. What's that's new? Some, that's some beautiful imagery right there. What's new? At one point, parents have great regard over gadgets as a way to pacify their children and as an entertaining and educational tool. But later on, it becomes an alarming sight. Okay? So, um, Jennifer Holmes has kind of, uh, nine arguments, I believe. Um, yes, nine arguments. And let me share, let me share with you her roadmap. The first one is drastic brain development. Okay, during the toddler years, the brain triples in size and continues to develop. I guess that's true. I don't know. Um, but apparently, too much gadgets. Sorry, did you say brain triples? In yeah, size? the brain triples so in size. It's like that big to begin with. It's, just, it's like a walnut and it's just gross. Do you know if the brain actually grows? Because isn't it fat? No, but tripling size is a bold claim. That's right? a bold claim. It's, That's it's quite big. Like, oh, it increases by like 10%. But it's another thing to claim, like, <laughs> it starts off like that. And it like a walnut like and it just plumps up. It's like, what happens if you cook a dumpling too long? It just pops up in the pot. <laughs> Um, I like don't a know. Puffer fish inside your skull. <laughs> I don't know. My second favorite, though, argument two is oh no exclamation point obesity, uh, which I think is is pretty funny. Um, you I, know, I'd argue that's the most tangential. I don't think there's been a direct proof that obesity rates are increasing as a result of technology. Yeah, I don't know. I don't Kids know. Kids have been sedentary for before, like. TV diverse its fair share as well, okay? This is true. This is true. Like, what point do you, what point do you, you know, what point do you designate what technology is? Um, violence, number three, obviously, right? Um, as early as today, instead of relying upon tablets to quiet down your little dynamo, opt for coloring books instead. Or balls, Take charge of your child today and know more about their behavioral changes. Yeah, I don't know. I hear this a lot. And I think that's really associated with like video games, for instance, too, where it's like, oh, children who play a lot of like video games at a young age learn all about like expletives and like non-Christian content. No, but like a lot, a lot of quite like, you know, um, like, oh, they, they kind of see a lot of gore and like there's like suggestions of sex and stuff like that. Right. Okay. This one radiation exposure that cannot be right right like i i, I, I love okay <laughs> that would be a concern <laughs> i love this okay this is a big notion and you know it's not something that's just cropped up with 5g either right yeah back when i was like 12 years old they wanted to build a cell tower on the school property yeah right um just a standard cell tower right and they're not very big they're not you know like they're, they're quite tall but they're not very they're not wide or anything it's about a meter square two meters square you can take up any space at all 
And there were so many protests about it. They were like, it's making the kids stupider. My kid's getting migraine. I know. I, no, I'm, I, I pinky promise this. I pinky promise this back in 2006, 2007. And there was this whole controversy about it. And they were like, I'm pulling my kids out of this school because his scores have dropped like 10% since like, since like that tower. And I'm like, what? I know. You would think with the amount of technology that is that everyone has been using, I would say for the last two decades, right? You would think we would notice if there were like significant no, brain damage. Can I just point out that everyone talks about like, oh, EM frequency, EM radiation, all this kind of garbage, right? But like, it's not just cropped up in the last 20 years. Yeah. Pretty much since like radio has been broadcasting, we've been putting stuff in the EM spectrum. Yeah. So... Like, why is it now all of a sudden that it's an issue? Anyways, uh, number five, reduced interaction, right? That, you know, children. Uh, Adama's giving me the countdown. I'm nervous now. That, you know, children, they kind of like, kind of seal off and they play on their own little thing. Number six, sleep deprivation. Number seven, no exposure to nature. Number eight, damaged eyesight. Number nine, addiction. So as you can see, you know, like this is one example where um, clearly there are industries that can be, um, that can gain from a um, reduction of technological uh, input and use in, in children. I don't know. I just wanted to share some uh, some of this because I think it's really funny. I think, I think the kind of like... Clap her off. <laughs> yeah, the Oscar music. I think the kind of like technological, like paranoid uh, rhetoric is is very interesting and could provide for future research. Thank you. Well done. <laughs> that was eight minutes and forty seconds. Oh no! I mean, you yeah. can cut off the last yeah. second. It'll just be my rambling. You can you can actually what you can do is slightly mute, like just de- uh, decrease I'll, the volume. I'll just fade use, me out. I'll use our intro music and just play you out. <laughs> Basically. Well, Becca, do you want to go second, or do you want Adam to go second? Or oh, man. it's it's your you can choice. Throw me under the bus is okay. All right, do you want to go? Okay, All right, go on, um, I'm gonna set a timer then. Okay, uh, I'm gonna And I'm gonna and I'm gonna I'll I'll be generous because of my uh, indiscretions. All right, ready? <laughs> Whenever you're ready. The new idiot box using metaverse as a childminder. All right. Uh, um, so my name's Adam Green. Um, <laughs> Hi, I'm, everyone. I'm here to present on, um, you know, kids and technology. It's, it's the question we're all here to answer today. Um, uh, it's, you know, child welfare is our department. Um, and, you know, like, that, that's sort of the question we're trying to answer. Um, now, uh, there's been a lot of hubbub recently. You know, there's been a bit of a, bit of a, 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 a doings, right? Around, around what was Facebook that's now not Facebook. Was was not was Facebook. <laughs> um, so here everyone knows that obviously Facebook has taken the decision to rebrand to Meta. Presumably mm-hmm. everyone here also knows that it's basically just a way for them to cover up the fact that like teenagers are getting depressed and killing themselves on Instagram. Um, <laughs> no, it's true. That's the punchline. I'm not being funny. Wait, have you heard about... What, what? No. no, what's yeah. that about? So obviously there's been a bunch of studies that have come out recently that are basically linked child well-being oh and particularly God. teenager well-being um to social media and like the happiness and so sure. obviously because instagram creates and instagram is and I, I say this with 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 no malice whatsoever is the worst for this right sure. by by a wide margin right and i'm not saying twitter's 
better or Facebook better or any of that, right? But in, Instagram does have this tendency to create a real, like, toxic environment for children, for, for young adults as well. I think this is the people that they really affect, you know, teenagers, they're very impressionable. They're at a time in their life where they've got enough independence to do some very stupid things, mm. right? And with Instagram, like, being there, you know, and where the real controversy comes from is obviously there's been a whistleblower recently that said basically, much like Big Oil back in the 70s, Facebook's done a bunch of research proving that this is the case and then covered it up. Sure. Okay. Wow. Um, so I don't know, obviously everyone knows that Big Oil did research in the 70s and they found that global yeah. warming was the thing and then they pretended for 30 years or 40 years that it wasn't and then obviously Al Gore rocks up and he was like, guys, these guys are lying to you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Anyway, um, so obviously that's where the metaverse rebranding has come from. And you know what? You thought I was here to defend it because I'm obviously a technologist. And I am. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, but I do think we should, I think we should give Zuck another chance. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think, I think we should, like, it strikes me, you know. GZAC. <laughs> give uh, Zuck another chance. Give Zuck another chance. No, he's building this metaverse, which, I mean, <laughs> I, I think I missed the meeting, right, when they when they when when all of us tech guys got together and were like, guys, we're gonna all pretend we've been working on the metaverse for years. Right? Like because like it seems to me like all of a sudden now, every five minutes I go online, I see in my newsfeed another news story about how like some tech startup in London or some tech startup in New York has spent twenty years working on the metaverse and thinking this wasn't a word for me until about three weeks ago. Um, but no, I think that Zuckerberg is going to put a lot more effort into child safety mm. on the metaverse. What, I mean, it makes sense, right? Like, what could be better for kids than a virtual reality environment where you can represent yourself as anyone you want to be? Wait, but so what is the metaverse? Like, what is it? It's virtual reality. Okay. Um, anyway, um, I'm now going to come on to the second part of my talk. Uh, which is about what age should kids get cell phones. And this article comes from uh, Today's Parent. So clearly, you know, they're not tomorrow's parent. They're not in No, they're in the... And they're not yesterday's parent, right? So they're, they're not the nostalgic, but they're, they're contemporary parents. These are, <laughs> this is millennial parenting right okay. here, okay? Um, and the reason I like this article and the reason I want to talk about it is because I think it's actually really interesting. They, they, they've broken it up and what they've done is they've actually discussed it in age brackets. So we're going to play a game. And the game is... Can you guess what they recommend for kids of that age group? Down. Okay, ages four to six. How much screen time should they have? Oh, man. And should they have a cell phone? Well, okay, no, obviously, right? Yeah, no. No? No, and and for screen time, I would say maybe like 30 minutes. Per? Day. Per day? I don't know. Per day? Yeah. No, they said per, one hour per week. Per week? What? That's not even like, what's that, like two episodes of a show? Yeah, one Maybe episode. One. Yeah, it's well, one and a half. But kids' shows, yeah. it's probably more they like They can two. get like yeah. six hours. Yeah. If you get a 10 minute kids' show, then post them and pads, bam, bam, bam. I, bam, 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 bam. That's it. That's your film for the week. Go over there and like play with this like brick. Go sit on that stump and think about your actions. <laughs> uh, yeah, so oh no, God. you are right. Unequivocally, no cell phone, yeah. um, anything like that. Um, Okay, and obviously, um, you know, 
30, uh, 30, an hour screen time yeah. max a week, right? Oh, this yeah. this strikes me more as written by a Gen X, not a millennial. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair. It's written by a Gen X for millennials, how to raise Gen Z. <laughs> how to raise Gen Z kids, exactly. <laughs> um, okay, ages seven to nine, what's the recommendation? Okay, no phones, obviously, I still think. I, yeah, no phones still. And I would say maybe like two to five hours a week. I don't know. Okay, so this is actually a really interesting one. What percentage of Canadian children in grade four okay. have a cell phone? In grade four. A proper cell phone. 2021. 2021, yeah. Uh, uh, 20, or whatever. 2014, 2014 okay. You're the Canadian one. I know. 2014. Um, 20, so six, seven years ago. Um, I, I will say 30%. Oh, God, well, no, thank you, God. No, no, did you say three or 30? 30, three okay. zero. You are close, it's 24. That's wow. not bad. 24% yeah. Oh, my God, one in, one in four. One in four eight-year-olds had an iPhone wow. or, or similar. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, okay, well, you have one minute left to dazzle us. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah, so, so um, again, no cell phone. And if it, you, they do need a cell phone for obvious safety reasons. Yeah. Um, it should not be internet connected and it should be an old flip phone. Sure. Um, which I mean, you know, that's the oldest trick in the book, right? Yes. Um, okay. Ages 10 to 12, they recommend strict limits on, um, internet usage and internet and mobile, uh, internet mobile neighborhood devices and all of that stuff. Um, cause that's when the kiddos start finding like porn. But they've got, <laughs> but they've said, you know, like, at this point, you should start discussing with them, moderating their own screen Yeah, time, okay? that's fair. Um, and then with teenagers, it's basically like, try and avoid giving them a cell phone at all costs for as long as physically <laughs> possible. Yes. So basically until they turn like 15. And, okay, okay. So I want to bring in a punchline here. Okay. This is basically abstinence training back in the 80s and 90s. Mm. Right? There's a There's a fundamental flaw in this notion of block them off from the internet it's not tra- training them to be savvy it's not training them to think smart it's not training them like they're going to be adults who are going to have to engage with this thing that exists that is inherently toxic yeah you don't make a child more mentally fortified by just suppressing them back to 18 or 21 or 25 when they first get instagram yeah when they first get tiktok when yeah. they first get facebook so I'm not arguing in defence of Zuck. I don't like the man. I think he's a lizard in a skin suit. But we can't have this denialism approach to children's mental health on the internet. Mm. It's not going to work. And that ends my talk. You know, I actually thought... I thought the ending was very compelling. I mean, it, it far... Your discussion... I think for like kind of middle schoolers, young adults, uh, and internet safety with a very cogent argument, um, puts my rambling, uh, <laughs> tots and playgrounds <laughs> spiel to shame. But I thought that was very compelling. Well done. Yeah. I mean, back, I mean, you're last All right. whenever you're ready to go. Yeah. All right. Uh, so I don't have the most fun title, um, but yeah, so this is, this is all I've got. So uh, teens in tech, the positives of social media. Um, so yeah, the thing is, is, so I feel like we talk so much about the negatives of social media. It is so easy to find every single negative thing with social media. 
everyone, especially Gen X and Boomer, like, and above, like, it's just this constant negative. Um, I, I can't think of a single positive thing from someone above a millennial talking about technology, like, talking about sure. social media. I can't think of a single instance in which it's, like, a whole okay. thing on positives. Quick pop poll. Yeah. Raise your hand if you are a dad on Facebook. No. A dad on Facebook? A dad. Is yes. your dad on Facebook? Yes, oh, he is. Shoot, wow. Yeah, mine isn't, though. Mine That's two out of three. Actually, yeah. actually, but the, the only reason why he got it was because he was constantly looking on my mom. <laughs> because he wanted to keep updated with the people in yeah. his life. Yeah. Which, but he didn't want to but, like, yeah. he didn't he want to have his own account. Yeah. But then he would be on it, which would mean that she couldn't be on it. And so he kept referring to it as face look. <laughs> I, th- I think we found our episode title Facebook, Facebook. yeah oh so so he'd be like oh yeah I just want to hop on Facebook for a bit and, oh and so and <laughs> yo, your dad is practicing dial up his social media he's like no you can't be on it I have to be on it right now well yeah and the, the funniest thing was is so my mom got an iPhone very early she got one of the first few iPhones I think it was maybe the second or third generation that they did and she would go around and be like, look at this brand new iPhone that I got. Look at this. And she would, like, talk it up to everyone. And this was back before iPhones were huge. And I'm from a very small town. Sure, yeah. And so, you know, it was this, like, she would talk to everyone wow. about how great her iPhone was. And then, so she got, like, she had Facebook and she had, she was a little bit on Instagram. and But, like, that, not much. But, yeah. so, and uh, and my dad would just. Let, let me just take your phone for a little bit. I just want to look on Facebook. He could easily look it up online, but yeah. he, had to, <laughs> he was like, he no, had to take your phone. This is how and I so accessed she it. She was. It was getting to the point where she was like, "You can't just keep taking my phone all the time. Yeah. Like, I need to be able to do things on my phone." So, um, yeah. So anyway, getting back to the positives of social media for teams. So, continuing with this idea that Adam so wonderfully brought up for me is so it's easier to stay in touch with people than ever before. So because of this social media, so not only are you seeing life updates from people that you probably wouldn't otherwise keep in contact with, maybe long distance friends who moved away or people you went to high school with that other than maybe a family or like a class reunion every other year or you know every other decade maybe that you would go to, like you probably aren't interacting with these people on a daily basis or maybe even on a yearly basis. So it's an easy way to keep up with people in your life or in various parts of your life without having to put in too much extra effort and constantly be, you know, sending letters to people and taking all of that extra time. Sending out letters? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Dear Mike, remember me from middle school? How are you? The winters are so cold here. <laughs> Do you remember when we had to walk uphill both ways? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So it makes it so much easier to keep in touch with people. Um, and that also means that it's easier to keep in touch with relatives, family members who don't live close to you, um, and also maintain strong friendships Hold with on. people. Is this, is this a positive thing? Yeah. It depends <laughs> right. on the family. Hang on, yeah. Right? Well, and it depends okay. on the high school okay. friend. It depends okay. on the Yes, the that friends. is very true. No. Then all you have to do is block them. This is so, true. Which also makes cutting people out of your life easier, too. <laughs> Yeah, you want to be wow. very de- like definitive. <laughs> Bam, done. This is a real totalitarian kind of approach to socializing. Yes, all or, or you nothing. Could, you could just mute them so you yes. don't have to see a gentle. Yes, yes, a gentle like I don't want to deal with you, but also 
I don't want you to know that I don't want to deal with you. Fair. Yeah. So for all of those things, but then what that also means is that you're able to get more emotional support. Um, so not only are you interacting with all of these people who you know in real life and want to maintain relationships with on like out of real life, but then there's also the ability to connect with entire strangers who have similar lived experiences. So for instance, if you don't know someone who's experienced like this specific thing, like there are definitely people in the world who have experienced that thing, maybe not that you personally know. And so social media makes it so that you can actually connect with the people who have those similar shared experiences as mm. you. And so you can understand more about yourself and your own experiences and trauma and be able to, you know, hear from other people who are in various stages of, you know, maybe they're still in that trauma or maybe, you know, they're past it now and they're trying to recover and in various stages of, you know, dealing with it. So it also makes it so that you have more of like a network of shared and commonality experiences. Um, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, it like it, yeah. comes up faster than I was than just given the time. I was just given the time and it always, yeah. So, um, okay. So then moving on to my next point. So it also makes it helpful um, to be able, if you are talking about things in your life. So for instance, actually, let's do a quick poll. Um, <laughs> I like, like to play a game. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Let's do a quick poll. Okay. So out of teenagers who post about things on the internet, approximately like percentage wise how many do you think post about their accomplishments i would say 70 i don't know something like that no yeah. i think seven, 80, yeah. 80. yeah yeah quite high i would say yeah. yeah so it's it's somewhere between so according to the pew research center um so in 15 to 17 year old boys it's 49 percent okay and in 15 to 17 year old girls, it's 59%. Yeah. So you're not far off no. there. Huh. Um, so what that does is it allows them to be able to receive validation for their accomplishments when huh. maybe people in their life wouldn't be praising them for those. So they, they have, so you can also make the case for external validation might be a bit of a problem, but it also can be very helpful to see like, okay, wow, I, I really managed to accomplish this thing um, and actually receive some kind of validation for that. Um, and it also allows uh, for people to be more creative and to show off their creativity hmm. in a way that they, you know, in, for instance, in the United States where arts programs are always being cut, yeah. it allows, you know, a place for you to be able to show off your art, to be able to show off your creative writing and poems and music and, you know, all of this creativity that you wouldn't otherwise be able to demonstrate in school or maybe in other programs if your family doesn't have the money to be able to do so. And that is my talk. Wow. Very nice. And the only one in time. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, You know, now that we're in person, instead of like interrupting, I think it's just really nice to like just show each other the time too. Um, but, but I do like how with all of us, there's always that captured um, urgency whenever oh we're told goodness, the time. It's, like, out of time. it's when I jump in and take two minutes of your time away with the conversation. I know. I know. Um, and also, I mean, you know, we wouldn't have met and really sustained our relationship through social, through through technology. Yeah. It's not no. for kids, certainly, although we are well, young at heart, I suppose. Like, no, no, you, you do make a lot of really yeah. good points there about like, you know, I know that obviously a lot of my friends, like I developed through social media. I met, you know, I'm, I met or I, I socialized with or I stay in touch with through social media. Obviously, yeah. my, well, my closest friend obviously lives in New York, which 
Um, it's been like, it was really hard because obviously like, I don't get to see them a lot. Um, so it's good to like have that there. So no, I, 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 I think two progressively more nuanced talks. <laughs> it's true. Okay, so back at, at this it point, is no nuance November. So. <laughs> it is no nuance November. So I think we should take that into consideration when we vote for the best talk. Okay. Okay. So uh, this is the point of yes. the show where uh, obviously the three of us vote and yep. we vote can't vote for ourselves. We have yes. to vote for one of them, and hopefully we should come up with a, a winner. Consensus. A winner. <laughs> I'm a winner. Okay. Um, I. I'll go first and we can kind of, we'll, we'll go in um, my clockwise. Um, I, I will vote for Adam because I think, you know, I think you began with a pretty provocative uh, foundation. I think you included some interesting participation, which is not, if anything, is antithetical to um, a lecture. <laughs> yes, if anything, you should be taking the forefront. But I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Um, and I think your point at the end about likening um, social media training uh, or or complete uh, cutting off to like kind of um, the abstinent-based uh, education, sex ed for, uh, you know, even employed today, and I think in a lot of countries, a lot of um, states in this country, anyhow, um, is, it was very provocative. So I will, I will, I will vote for you. Anyways, Becca, how about you? Yeah, um, I will vote for Meg. Um, <laughs> wow, we're... And, and my explanation, okay, so, so we've got the academic thing going on with the capital A, as we've already discussed. Mm-hmm. And I think that it is such a, such an academic thing to have this whole long thing planned and then only get through half of your points and then be rushing to the end. Oh, God. And be like, but no, class isn't over yet. I have until the bell. <laughs> I have until the bell. Don't pack then, away your things. Don't pack it. You sit back down. Sit back down. Take everything out. Take them out. Don't, don't zip up that bag. And then proceed wow. to go overtime. Mm. To make sure that you've hit all your points oh and then be God. like, okay, that wasn't too horrible for you to have to sit through. Yes, <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I Go promise away. I'm done now. It's um, that apologizing for my small stage. Oh, boy. Wow. Well, I don't know if those were compliments or back. <laughs> no, no. It was, 100%, it was 100% a compliment um, uh, because I did think that you had a very compelling <laughs> argument and it was it was very interesting. But also because we're talking about academics here, and yeah. just also for that reason, it had to. There you go. That has to be my vote. And now, Adam, you can't vote for yourself. No, but can I just say, yeah. it's really bad because I'm not gonna lie, and I don't mind. But I thought you were gonna vote for me because now we don't have a tiebreaker. I know we don't have a tiebreaker. Because I was gonna vote for Beck. Oh my! <laughs> well, you know, no, there no, you go. No, Wait, wow, is... really? I thought you were gonna vote for me. No, no. Because to be honest, I thought the two of you were just gonna vote for each other, just because, like, out of couple, like. Oh my! Like, no, if anything, we will not <laughs> we are, do that. We, are we will never do that. We are <laughs> antagonistic to the bone. No, I no, yeah. I did, I didn't, because. I think a lot of what you described, I identified with my first social media experience. Yeah. Right? And I'm not saying that necessarily I 100% agree. I think there are lots of negative... But I don't think that your talk was set out to necessarily give a balanced opinion. You you came out of the game and you were like, look, we all know what the negative (laughs) effects are of of social media. I want to talk about what doesn't get talked about, which is sometimes the positive effect. And I think that's a fair argument because I think it's very easy, you know, again, and this is what I think links back to what I was saying in my talk, it's very easy to just go, easiest solution, 
pretend it doesn't exist, mm. get rid of it, you know, abstinence, trade, all this kind of stuff like that. It's just like push them away from social media for as long as possible, right? I think it's much harder to take the nuanced approach of going, well, it's going to happen. So how do we make it happen? How do we make sure that they experience the good sides of social media? So mm. I think I think your talk and my talk were almost two halves of the same coin in that respect. Yeah. Where I was very much sort of along the lines of, you know, kids need to be exposed to social media. And you were like, here's what they should be exposed to on social media almost. Yeah. Uh, so that's why I made a few. But it obviously leaves us with a Pickle. I, you know, I, I think we should, we should let sleeping dogs lie. I think if there is a should beautiful. Should we just award everyone a PhD? Yeah, I think we should. <laughs> Hang on, I wasn't aware that the winner was the only one who got the PhD. Could you imagine I mean, if that's how academic it was? I didn't realize how much the budget was cut. I know. Yeah, if that's how much it was. to print one. Please. <laughs> yeah, Becca's talk was, um, Here's why social media can be good. And here's a story about my dad. <laughs> there you go. Which I do think goes in line with a lot of academic, uh, a lot of academic presentation too, which is Dad issues. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and family anecdotes. I mean, with that, let's uh, bring this episode to a close. Adam is about to fall over. I'm moving towards the mic. Uh, so basically, um, if you enjoyed this episode, uh, feel free to um, check us out on our um, social media, on our own social media, uh, Twitter at L-I-V-I-N-V-I-V-A, Live in Viva, or Facebook, Live in La Viva Voce. Um, Hit the, hit the subscribe yeah, button. Yeah, leave a review. You know, if you're on Spotify, you're on Google Podcasts, yeah. on Apple Podcasts, yeah. whatever you're on, we're on all of it. But yes. you know, hit that subscribe button. Every week, every time you want to hear a new episode of Living the Viva Voce, you will get a notification that will say, yes. hey, you know, Living the Viva Voce yeah. now. Do you want to listen to it now, maybe later, you know, maybe tomorrow? But whenever you feel like listening to it, come, come and listen. And I do, I do want to emphasize, if you are telling your friends about it, make sure when they search it, um, it's L-I-V-I-N apostrophe La Viva Voce. <laughs> That because apparently it's very sensitive. I don't know. Maybe we'll have to think through our marketing, whatever. Maybe we should just become LLVV. LLVV. LL Cool J. Um, Becca, do you have any social media, <laughs> your own social media, Any anything you would like to plug or add uh, before we wrap things up? You get one free ad. <laughs> you get one free oh, ad. <laughs> cool. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So since I get the one free thing, uh, go follow my TikTok um at uh so it's b-e-c-x-j-o-y um and i talk about skin disorders daddy issues of course since (laughs) you just mentioned it um and adhd and also a little bit of academics Mm -hmm. so yeah sometimes we throw yeah somehow we yeah always everything always comes back to academia with us and we'll have her as well as our own um social media stuff uh linked in the in the description below but i think that's that's good anyway you've been listening to living living with voce i've been adam i've been meg i've been becca bye-bye Thank you.